Wow. Another Christmas is behind us. It was amazing. It always is. I just, I can't believe it's over. It's really kind of sad because I love Christmas. I love all of it. I love the traditions and I love the parties and I love the music and the food. I love the Christmas Eve service at church and I love Christmas music on the radio and Christmas movies on TV. And I love the lights and the cookies and the pies and the cakes. I love the presents and I love getting presents. Um, and I love giving presents. I love watching people open the presents that I picked for them. And, you know, there's about a million traditions about how to open Christmas presents. And I don't know, maybe your family does some kind of hybrid. Maybe you open one present on Christmas Eve and then you open the rest on Christmas Day. Um, some families open all their presents weeks before Christmas. And I know some families have special circumstances and they end up opening their presents after Christmas. Or maybe you're like our family. We all get together and we wear our pajamas all day and we eat a huge breakfast, waffles and French toast and bacon. And then on Christmas morning, the way Jesus intended, we open all of our presents. We may not do it exactly the same way, but I bet there's one thing we have in common. Uh, if you're like me, somehow I'm always surprised when it's over. It just ends so abruptly there's this you know this huge buildup so much getting ready for a month we're planning and running and buying and shopping and wrapping and decorating and cooking and everything is leading up to Christmas and it's just so busy and so exciting and for us it's on Christmas morning but there's this huge like crescendo there's this like grand finale this crazy blinding flurry of stockings and waffles and Christmas music and wrapping paper. It's a insane, amazing, joyful burst of kids and parents and brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents just tearing into presents and showing everybody what they got and, and saying thank you and laughing and hugging and eating cookies and trying stuff on and testing toys out and looking for batteries and throwing away wrapping paper. And then way before I'm ready, all of a sudden, Christmas is over. And no more Christmas songs on the radio. And no more Christmas movies on TV. And the food that we love has all been eaten. And the gifts that we wrapped have all been opened. And the trash cans are full of wrapping paper and turkey carcasses. And this year's presents that we had to have are suddenly becoming last year's presents that we barely remember. And everybody goes home and everybody goes back to school and everybody goes back to work. And it's like, it comes to this grand, huge moment. It builds to this big climax and then it's over. If I'm honest, I, I feel kind of weird today. I don't know, maybe it's just a cookie hangover, but everything for the last couple of months was pointing to what happened on Friday night and what happened on yesterday and yesterday's over. And the silent night, the holy night has come and gone and the day of celebrating it with family and friends and cookies and presents is over. And I was thinking a lot about that original holy night and you know, it may not have come on December 24th, but there was a night that the world had been waiting for since Abraham and Isaac, actually since Adam and Eve in the garden, 
there was a night that Jesus put on humanity and came to earth to heal us and to save us and to redeem us and to make us free. And the world had been waiting for that day, just waiting for that holy night, not for, not for months, not for years. The world had been waiting and preparing for the original Christmas for centuries, for, for always. And when it came, when he came, it was amazing and it was incredible and it was a holy night. But that night, that Christmas Eve, wasn't the grand crescendo. It wasn't the big finale. It wasn't a big end to a long wait. It wasn't an end at all. It was a beginning. I think sometimes we forget that Jesus actually did some pretty cool stuff after he was born, like growing and learning and teaching and healing and doing miracles and raising the dead and redeeming the world. That night was the beginning of his life on earth and his example and his teaching and the incredible miracles and the amazing healings that he would do and all the hard stuff that he would go through for Jesus that night was just the start of living his life and, and laying down his life and resurrecting to new life so we could have life, new life, better life, eternal life. The story of the angels and the shepherds and Joseph and Mary is, is awesome. And the story of Jesus choosing to come for us is amazing. But unlike our family's Christmas morning, it doesn't end there. Bethlehem wasn't the crescendo. Je Bethlehem wasn't the grand finale of Jesus' time on earth. It was just the beginning. The really good stuff is what happened next. Jesus was the earthly beginning of the Jesus movement, not the end of it. The Holy Night was not some grand finale for Jesus. It was just the start. And I think for too many Christians, the baby and, and the Bethlehem story and the shepherds and the angels are the grand finale. They are the grand crescendo. And, and for too many people, their faith and their walk with Jesus begins and ends in Bethlehem. And just like the Christmas presents and, and the waffles and the cookies, we get all psyched up for that moment. And we're, we have this amazing celebration and our faith reaches this like feverish pitch. And then after Christmas day, it's over. And we put baby Jesus in a box with the old Christmas decorations and put him away till next year. As if our experience with Jesus is just about that holy night. So we know what came next for Jesus. But let me ask you a question. What's next for you? Let's not let the end of that story be the end of our relationship or our walk with Jesus. In this new season, in this new year, what's next for you? And I'm not talking about just the typical New Year's resolutions about changing your diet or losing weight or exercising or getting on a budget. What's next for you in your walk with Jesus? Maybe it's time to start your life with Jesus. Maybe it's time for a fresh start in your Christian walk. Maybe this is your season. Maybe this is your year. Maybe this is your time. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that 
anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new creation. And the old life has passed away, and a new life has begun. Maybe that was written for you. Maybe you've just gotten out of the habit of worship or, or going to church, and you realize that the worship and the serving and the hearing the word and the friendship and becoming part of something bigger than you, maybe you realize that that's missing in your life. You know, there's a passage in Hebrews, Hebrews 10, 25, that says, let's not neglect the meeting of ourselves together. And, you know, God deserves our worship, but us going to church and worshiping, it's not just for him. It's for us. Maybe put that in the Bible because he knows you need it. Maybe you're tired of just going to church or just watching it online. Maybe it's just gotten kind of stale for you and you're ready for something new, a, a new experience of understanding the word, a new experience of worship or serving or making new friends or a deeper connection to God and his people and his purpose. Maybe it's time to stop just doing what you've always been doing and really see what God has for you next. Maybe you need to look at church and your old Christian walk in a new way. That's what Paul's talking about in uh, Philippians 3.13. He says, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on so that I can finish the race and receive the prize that God is calling me to. Maybe it's time for all of us to forget the past and press forward and ask, what's next? You know, this year we're going to be ramping up our life group. So if you need to get connected to some people, then maybe this is the year for you to jump into a life group. Maybe this is a year for you to join a discipleship group where you can actually be discipled and you can actually start making disciples. Um, this year we're going to take a completely different look at the Bible and how to read it and how to understand it and how to apply it to your life. Um, our worship at church is changing and becoming more real and we're finding more and more different ways for you to plug in in our outreach ministries. And there's just so many new people at church that you can meet and that you can make friends with and that you can have an impact on. So let's do that. Let's, let's start this thing fresh together. Maybe you're ready for healing in your body or in your spirit or in your mind or in your heart. And I love the story in John chapter five, Jesus runs across a guy that's been paralyzed for 38 years. And Jesus blesses him in two amazing ways. Uh, the first thing is he heals him, which is awesome. But the second thing is he allows that man to participate in his own miracle. And he allows him to take some steps towards his own healing. Jesus tells him in John 5, 8, stand up, pick up your bed and walk. And I don't know, maybe this is your year. Maybe it's time for you to take some steps towards Jesus and his healing. Maybe you're ready to dig in and find your purpose and see how God wants to use you to bring his kingdom come and to be part of reaching and teaching and helping people in Jesus' name. Maybe Ephesians 2.10 is for you. It says you're God's masterpiece. And he created you new in Jesus so that you could do the good things that he's planned for you since the beginning of time, since before time. Maybe this is your year to figure out what those good things are. Whatever God is calling you to do next, my prayer is that you will step into that calling and that you will lean not on your own strength or your own understanding or your own power, but you'll depend completely on Jesus and that you will just jump in 
and go hard and just depend completely on him and trust him for the results. My prayer for you this year is that you will experience Jesus, his, his power and his love and his presence, and that you will see that the Christmas story of Jesus, the story of Bethlehem, is awesome. But it didn't end there. It was just the beginning. Let's let it be a beginning for us. Let's pick up the wrapping paper and eat a couple more cookies and put on that new sweater and spend some time with Jesus, thanking him for coming to start this thing and asking him, what's next?